the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Healing Word Program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. You're invited to join us in worship via live streaming this Sunday morning at either 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Visit LargoCC.org and click on Watch Live. Friend, do you have a spiritual dream? Could you write that dream on a piece of paper? Could you look at it week after week, month after month? Pray about it. Believe God. On today's Healing Word broadcast, Pastor Jack Morris is going to take us back to the Old Testament where we'll look at the life of Caleb, that bold and fearless man who, along with Joshua, were the only two spies out of 12 who encouraged Moses and the Israelites to trust God and move into the promised land. Here's Pastor Morris now with the introduction of today's message, Claiming the Promise. It's a joy to meet you and greet you. God has made great and precious promises to you, to me, and to everyone who will believe. Friend, do you believe in the Lord God Almighty? He believes in you. You have but to ask, and He will fulfill His promises to you. He promises to be with you, to answer prayer, to bless your life abundantly. Let's go into the sanctuary at the Largo Community Church and hear the message, Claiming the Promises of God. We're going to look at that magnificent old man, Caleb, 85 years old and still on the firing line for Jesus. He didn't have time to be negative. He never said a negative thing that I know of in the Bible. Everything he said was positive. He said, we can claim the land. The giants are too small. Friend, there are giants trying to block us. I talked about that last week. But the Lord is with us to bless us, to minister to us, and to help us. Caleb, while others were, while others saw obstacles, he saw opportunities. Did you hear that? (laughs) Where others saw obstacles, friends, stop looking at what other people are looking at. Stop listening to what other people are saying if it's all negative. Don't pick up on that. Don't let it go in. Put your spiritual fingers in your ears and say, praise the Lord. Caleb was gazing upon God and the promises of God. He did not look at the circumstances. The circumstances says one thing, but the word of God says something else. And Caleb was looking at that something else. Now, what I'm talking about today, when I said Caleb looked at the opportunities not the obstacles that's what I'm going to talk about so that you and I can learn how to not look at the obstacle but to look at the opportunity that's why we're talking about Caleb so that we can see the opportunity there are opportunities a glory for growing in Christ and having God's supernatural power manifested in our life it's there that's why we're talking about Caleb So we can see a human being who did it. You see, 
Caleb wanted to finish big, and he did. Caleb gazed on God, kept his focus on the Lord. He fully and wholeheartedly followed the Lord. Friend, when you wholeheartedly follow the Lord, you get wholehearted answers and wholehearted blessings. So here is God's promise to Israel. Let's back up and see, watch him now. Now, we're going to see ourselves in here. I hope we do. I hope the Holy Spirit opens our understanding that we will see ourselves and we'll see how Caleb did it. You know, come on, you, Caleb, show me how to do it. That's what I'm trying to do today. Look at Caleb and watch how he did it so I can do it and get the kind of results that he got from the Lord. Here is Caleb and the people of Israel in Egypt. Egypt was a land of oppression, a land of slavery, a land of hard labor. Seventy people, Jews, went down into Egypt 400 years ago. When Moses led them out, over two million came out 400 years later. Israel had a land of promise. It was called Canaan. Egypt was not their land. Egypt was the land of oppression, of slavery, of hard labor. It it reminds me of the world today. A lot of people, even Christians, they are a Jew, but they're in Egypt. We're a Christian, but we are so influenced by the negativity and the obstacles. Friend, we've got to get out of Egypt and get over there to the promised land where the promises of God are, are are abundant, and God wants to give these promises and fulfill these promises to us. You see, Egypt was not their land. Canaan was their land. Years and years ago, before Caleb and Joshua and the people of Israel left Egypt, years and years ago, God promised to Abraham and to his seed, his posterity, that they would live in the land of Canaan someday. The land of Canaan the promised land, the land that flows in with milk and honey. That's the Canaan. It's all the same, same place. They had their land. Egypt wasn't in the land. Friend, get out of Egypt. <laughs> come on, listen to me today. Get out of Egypt. There's going to come a blessing to you. God brought the people of Israel out supernaturally by his mighty power. With all those plagues, they crossed the Red Sea. They came right up to the borderland. Friend, some of us are so near a blessing. Listen to me, we're so near, so close. The answer is right here. The very thing you've been praying about, God's ready to give it to you. You, You've moved right up to it. Canaan was in front of the people of Israel, in front of all these Jews. They were right there. Moses took 12 men and he sent them out as spies. He said, now, you go over there into Canaan land. That's the land that God promised Abraham. And check it out. We want to know what we're up against so we can pray and believe God for God's intervention. They went over and they looked and they saw giants. Friend, listen to me. Listen to me. You're going to see what you're looking for. You're going to hear what you want to hear. They went over. Ten of them came back and said, oh, we can't do it. There are giants over there. We're going to go down. We're going to sink. Anybody can say we're going to sink. 
But it takes a believer to say, we're going to triumph. It takes a believer who says, I've got my eyes on God. It takes a believer who says, the church belongs to Jesus. And Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Yes, the devil wants to bring the church down. That means he wants to bring you down. He wants to cause you to sink. And before the church sinks, you're going to sink. Friend, don't go down with the ship. Rise up in resurrection with your focus on the Lord Jesus Christ and receive the promise and the blessing of God that he has for you. So here come the ten back. They had a negative report. They went over there and they measured themselves against what they saw. They said, there are giants over there and we're no match for those giants. Two men came back, Joshua and Caleb, and said, we are more than a match. We can do it with God's help. We can go over there and conquer that land. God promised that land. That's the promises I'm going to be bringing to you next week. The promises of God and how we're going to get them. We're going to have to get our minds washed in the blood of the Lamb and get all that mess out of our minds that the devil has been putting in. We're going to have to have that happen or we're not going to have the spiritual blessing. But if you want the spiritual blessing, let the Lord with his word, the washing of the water of the word, let it cleanse your mind. Let your eyes of your spirit be focused on the Lord and then triumph victorious in him. So here's Caleb and Joshua. Sure, they were moved. They were deeply disturbed by what this negative report. The scripture says they were so disturbed that they tore their clothes. Yeah, I've heard things that I felt like I could just tear my clothes. Yeah, you preach and you leave and teach and sing and worship year after year after year and then bang, something comes I could just tear my clothes. I thought, where have you been? What have you been listening to? Where has your growth been in Christ? Joshua Caleb said, we can do it. We can do it. And the scripture says, they tore their clothes. I mean, they, they were just human people like everybody else. And they, they were so disturbed. 400 years in that mess of Egypt. And now we're here. And you said, we can't do it. That it's all over. No. The majority report was faithless, doubtful, human. The minority report was believing, having faith, trusting God, acting on the promise of the Lord. Pastor Morris will return in a moment with the conclusion of today's message. The Healing Word is a ministry of the Largo Community Church and exists to grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus. But we can't do it alone. Will you consider partnering with Pastor Morris today by praying for the ministry and consider sending a gift to help us in reaching those who are struggling with life's challenges and need hope for tomorrow? You can make your tax-deductible donation in a matter of minutes by visiting our website, largocc.org. Click on the Healing Word and follow the Donations tab to complete your support of this vital ministry. You can also mail a check made out to The Healing Word to 1701 Enterprise Road in Bowie, Maryland, 20721. 
When you contact us, Pastor Morris will return a note of thanks and will lift your name up in prayer to God with heartfelt thanks and appreciation. Now, let's join Pastor Jack Morris for the conclusion of today's message. There's a pastor down in Houston, Texas. I hope his church wasn't disturbed by this flood. But he tells the story of one day he was reading a book and his little five-year-old daughter Melody came in the room and said, Daddy, I want you to build me a dollhouse. Dad said, okay, I'll build you a dollhouse. And uh, the little girl left and he kept reading his book. And he said he happened to look out the window and there was his little daughter, five-year-old Melody. She had all kinds of little dib toy baby-type dishes, carrying them out into the yard. Come back in. Here she comes with a bunch of little baby dolls. She carries them out into the yard. And the pastor said he got up and he walked over to his wife and he says, what's Melanie doing? And the wife said, she heard you say you're going to build her a dollhouse. She's getting ready for it. He said it, he, his words, he said it hit me like an atomic bomb. He said, I threw my book down. I drove down to the lumber yard. I bought the lumber. I came back. And he said, I built her a little dollhouse. Friends, you've got to act like you believe. <laughs> you've got to get ready for the promise. How do you get ready? You take the word of God in. Friend, you can't hear the word of God and hear mess at the same time. No, you can't do it. God is ready to do something. Begin to believe and act. Go home or before you go home, before, or while you're here, start praying and say, Lord, Wash my mind, wash my heart, get my focus on you, get me ready, get me ready. God will do it, God will help you, and you'll be ready when it comes. But when we hear these negative reports, now this message has been done for several weeks. Someone said, Pastor, you're preaching this because of something you heard. No, this message has been already done a long time ago. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, this, this is the message for Sunday. But when we hear these negative reports and we somehow we don't even have to hear them, but the, the enemy will put them in our mind. We'll start thinking this way. He's not the God of negativism. He's the God of faith and the God of glory. And we'll begin to worry. Oh, the devil wants you to worry. The devil comes and attacks. And that's been in something he, he's, he's gotten on me so many times through the years and caused me to start worrying. And if I'm not get worrying, somebody will say something and bring me a message that will cause me to start worrying. <laughs> but I'm a worrier. But I know a God who can help me and who has helped me and who has worked through me. And, friend, we have the church and we're here today because of his blessing upon us. When I was in divinity school, the academic dean, Dr. Kessel, tells this little humorous story. He said he was on a city line bus going down the street and uh, they'd stop about every block, every block, every block. And he said that they drove by a church and he said, being a pastor, a minister, he said, I, I looked out and I read what was on the church sign. And he said on the church sign, it said, why pray when you can worry? And he said, <laughs> he said the bus went on and he thought to himself, I didn't read that right. I, no church is going to put that on a, on a sign out at the street for people to read. 
And he said, I reached up and I pulled the cord. And he said, I got off the bus. Even though I'm going to have to get on another bus and pay another fare. He said, I got off the bus. He said, I was troubled. I thought, I, I'm, I'm reading things that aren't, aren't really there. And he said, I walked back down and I stopped at that church sign. And I looked and I read it. And sure enough, it said, why pray when you can worry? Friend, there's enough to worry about without causing somebody else to worry. <laughs> go worry somewhere else. I'm going to go pray. <laughs> I'm going to look to the God of peace and love and joy. I'm looking to the God who loves me and showed his love through Jesus Christ. Forty years they wandered in the wilderness all because of that negative report. Forty years. All because... They believed the ten and didn't believe and hear what the two said. They went into the promised land after 40 years of wandering. Now here was God's promise to Caleb. Now we're looking at Caleb so we can see a human example that we can mimic. That's why we're looking at him today, yesterday, last week. They got to the promised land. And uh, Caleb was ready to go in and take over what God had promised him. You see, 40 years prior to that, when he went over as a slave, uh, as a, the, as a the, um, deliverer from slavery, a deliverer from Egypt, uh, he went over with the 12. He saw this beautiful mountain. It was a luscious mountain. And in his heart, he, he coveted that mountain. He wanted that mountain. And he came back to Moses. Moses was still alive at that time. And he said, Moses, when we finally do go over there, when these naysayers stop hindering us from growing in the Lord, when we do, because we're actually going to go over there, and God will move the naysayers aside, eventually God's going to move them aside. And God did. He let them all die. And when they all died, then their posterity went over. He said, I want that, that, that mountain. I want Hebron. Now, there were giants over there, real big obstacles trying to stop him from taking his inheritance. Moses went to God in prayer and told God, Caleb wants the mountain called Hebron. Shall we give it to him as an inheritance? And God said, give it to him because he saw it. He saw the promise with his own two eyes. Give him what he has been looking at. Friend, we've been looking at this for a long time. God's going to give it to us. He's going to give it to us, these promises. You see, in Hebron, there was a cave. And Abraham bought that cave from who owned it many, many years before. And when Sarah died, Abraham buried his wife there. When Abraham died, Abraham was buried there. And several other patriarchs were buried there. But then there was that whole mountain, including that burial cave. And Caleb said, I want that mountain he was 85 years old, and he said, I'm as strong as I ever was. I have faith in God. For 40 years, he had been dreaming. That dream had been in his heart. 40 years ago, when he went out as a spy, he saw it, and he wanted it. For 40 years, he wouldn't let that dream go, or that dream wouldn't let him go. Friend, do you have a spiritual dream? Could you write that dream on a piece of paper? Could you look at it week after week and month after month. Pray about it. Believe God and watch God do something and watch the Lord bring it to pass. 
they came back and they said, there are giants over there. Caleb, there are giants and fortified cities and giants living in them. Caleb said, I can take it in the name of the Lord. With God's help, I can go over there and take that land. God has given it to me. God has given Friend, what has God given you? Celebrate it. Praise him for it. Give thanks. Caleb was dreaming for 40 years. And now the time had come. And the blessing of God was going to come to this dear brother in the Lord. That's what Caleb did. He gazed not at the circumstances, not what was going on, but the promise of God that was still coming. He kept gazing upon the Lord. His awareness of God made the difference between Joshua and Caleb and their positive report and the negative report of the ten. The two, Joshua and Caleb, had an awareness of God. Friend, when you have an awareness of God, you feel holy. You feel clean. The negative just doesn't want to come out of your mouth or into your thoughts. An awareness of God. An awareness of God. Not an awareness of bad things that are going on, but the good things that God has promised. This awareness of God. The ten spies looked at themselves and they measured themselves by the giants. And they said, we're like grasshoppers. Joshua and Caleb looked at the giants and then they looked at God and they measured the giants by the almightiness of God. And the giants look like grasshoppers. Friend, don't let things loom up. Don't let things loom up. Only keep your focus on the Lord. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Follow him. He has blessings in store. Look at the life that you've already been given. Friend, begin to thank God and the blessing of God will come. Begin to praise the Lord and give thanks to God and the blessing of God will come. Now the Lord is here this morning. He's here this morning. You've heard the word of God. You've seen a human example. You're a human just like Caleb and Joshua. What God did for them because of the focus on God and because of the awareness of God, they were able to overcome and he got his inheritance. Let's grow in the Lord. Let's develop in God. Now, Do you know what you want from God? Do you know what the promise of God is for you? Have you claimed that promise? Have you? I would encourage you when you leave today and go home to write that promise down on a piece of paper and bring it with you next week. God wants to do something. And he wants to do it in a big and beautiful way. And you're going to be greatly and wonderfully blessed. Praise the Lord. All right, let's bow our heads before God. Claiming the promises. Standing on the promises. Thank you, Lord, for making promises to us. You never made a promise that you can't keep. Thank you for your holy word. Now bless us today, Lord. Help us right now to look at you, to gaze upon you as Caleb did, to keep our eyes on Jesus. Even death himself was not a big enough obstacle to keep him in the grave. There's nothing that is formed against us that can prosper. 
when Mark gazes upon Jesus. Now, friend, with your heads bowed and your eyes closed, I want you to talk to the Lord right now. Whether you like what you heard or you didn't like what you heard, talk to the Lord and tell him, thank you for saving me. Thank you for coming into my heart. Thank you for giving me promises. Talk to the Lord Jesus and let him bless you. You're his son. You're his daughter. He's looking out for you. Look to him and be blessed. Keeping your focus on God is so important. In these days, there are many giants out there inhabiting your thoughts, causing you to be anxious and to lose faith. But always remember, God is in control of your situation and is working to make all things come together for good, provided we stay connected to Him who loves us. If you want to know more about a relationship with Jesus or want one of the ministers at the Largo Community Church to pray for you, please email the pastoral team at contact us at thehealingwordministries.com right now. Be sure to tune in to WAVA tomorrow at this same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until tomorrow, blessings on you.